Hello, and welcome to the Smart Injury Doctors Podcast, the injury market's top program for doctors, lawyers, and insurers who want to gain greater insight on how to improve patient recovery results and deliver better services in the U.S. injury market. Please welcome your host, Dr. Jeffrey Allen Kronk. Okay, doctors, the topic I want to talk about today is depositions. Depositions have been made way harder than they need to be. In my own personal experience, depositions are easy. They're not hard at all. Now, what is hard is you have to do the deposition, you have to schedule the deposition. If your injury workup is done right, your prep time is probably, I don't know, 20 minutes. It doesn't take long. Um, but they are inconvenient. Um, they're outside of your normal schedule. That's what I always found difficult about them. Trials or uh, depositions themselves are not difficult. Um, now, here's, here's, here's why they're not difficult. <laughs> and I know this is going to sound crazy, but all you have to do in a deposition or trial is tell the truth. You just have to tell the patient's story. Now, your job when you take an injury patient in is to document things in a way that allow the patient access to any benefits they're entitled to. What does that actually mean? Well, that means is that in your documentation and in your workups, you're telling the patient's simple story. Now, here's what I found to be extremely beneficial. Using guidelines and using consensus. What does everybody say about these injuries? What is known about the injuries to the spine? And when you look at spine injuries, there's only three of them. So it's not like there's this infinite number of spinal injuries. The spine only deranges or injures in three ways. There's only two tissues to a spine. So a spine is composed of bone and ligaments. There's 220 specialized ligaments. You already know there's 24 movable bones. You already know the bones. And a lot of times you're not dealing with fractures. So fracture is not part of your deposition. So if the spine is injured, it's a connective tissue injury. And there's two types of connective tissue called ligaments. There's the discs, which are built for shock absorption, and there's the non-disc ligament injuries. And the non-disc or the support ligaments are built to hold all the parts in position, including the disc. Now, the consensus on disc herniations and the consensus on excessive motion injuries to the non-disc ligaments, both called sprains, is extensive. It's extensive. Um, they're in guidelines, whether you're going to use treatment guidelines, surgical guidelines, x-ray guidelines, athletic return to play parameter guidelines, impairment guidelines. There's so many good guidelines to use today and so much criteria that it makes depositions easy. Now, here's the key to depositions, making them easy. That is the absolute key, being simple in your explanation, being simple in your explanation. I mean, what do you have to do when you work up a, a spinal injury? There's a couple things you need to do, right? One, you need to actually work up the injuries. So if there's a bony injury, you need to work it up. That's x-ray or CT. If there's a ligament injury, the first thing you're going to work up is the non-disc ligament injury. And how do you work that up? You work it up through an excessive motion study. In my experience, what you want to do with that process, like if I'm in active clinic today, I want an outside independent group. 
Now, I'm the CEO of Spinal Kinetics. Somebody could say, hey, you're biased. I did it as a provider. For the last eight years of my private practice, when I found out what excessive motion testing was, I could have probably done it in my clinic. Remember, I started out in the days when you could actually, you know, all your measurements on x-ray were done on pencil and ruler because you did it on, a, in a, in a, uh, on an x-ray board, and it was all hard film, not digital, not the complicated systems that are out there today. So you want, I want, if I'm in private practice, I want a, an independent medical radiologist to do this procedure for me. It's a specialized procedure. And this, this, this podcast is not about the differences. There are softwares out there that doctors can try to use. I think it's kind of ridiculous to do that. And there's a number of reasons why not for the purpose of this podcast. So I am going to use an unbiased independent group. Now, why did I always do that? Because the findings are so significant. The findings are driving everything that I'm going to do. The findings are going to tell me immediately how and where bad, how and how bad and where are the non-disc ligament injuries. That's going to allow me to grade the sprain, grade one, grade two, grade three. It's going to allow me to know exactly where they are. It's going to allow me to know in my treatment guidelines, what do I correlate to for frequency and duration of treatment? I've got treatment guidelines now that I can lay out. I can say, hey, look, on this grade two sprain finding in the, under my treatment guidelines, this is the allowed amount of treatment. You know, I was allowed up to 76 visits in a, in a 52-week treatment duration, but I didn't need that many. I was able to stabilize this way under that count, right? It's immediately going to tell me what, how severe is the permanency of this injury. And I'm going to use guidelines to tell me exactly what the guidelines say is the, uh, the now and the future of how much is this going to affect a person's activities of daily living. I'm going to know that right away. I'm going to know that within 20 seconds of reading the report, right? I'm also going to know, do I have a surgical level of non-disc ligament injury? Now, I'm, not, I'm going to stabilize that condition. Those patients don't need to go to surgery but I'm going to have surgical guidelines that show Mary Smith has this level of injury, not Dr. Conk's opinion. All you have to do is look in the surgical guidelines, look for this injury. You'll see it's there. Look at how the radiologist already determined that level was there. It's that easy, right? I'm going to look at athletic return to play parameter guidelines. Say, see, see these injuries here, these non-discal ligamentous injuries? Well, when you have it, or a disc injury, when you have it, this is what the National Athletic Return to Play Parameters Guidelines state about that injury and about activity restrictions for people that are in contact sports. I'm going to be able to show exactly where and how bad the facet damage is, just in case I needed to send out for pain management services. Very logical. I've got it all in imaging. I'm going to be able to say, cite to the patient's symptoms, Medscape. Here's the clinical presentation of a disc. Here's the clinical presentation of a sprain. Do you see how the clinical presentation of the sprain, sprain includes all the ligaments, has a lot more symptoms than the clinical presentation of a simple disc herniation. So I am going to use guidelines. I'm going to use a good 
the consensus of what's already out there, and I've got that laid out in front of me. Very difficult to argue with. So what I learned a long time ago, doctors, and what I'm trying to give you in this podcast today is depositions are extremely easy. They're not hard. Um, All you're doing is laying out what is known and what is the truth, and you don't even have to use your professional opinion in most cases or most instances. There's too much there that states what these injuries are and how bad they are and how much they affect a person's life. Remember, your job is to get to get them well from this, these injuries. So the depositions themselves, now where it does get hard, where it is hard, is if you don't, one, you don't really understand the injuries, so you're not working them up properly, standardly. Spinal injuries should be worked up the same every, every single, if you think you've got a, a connective tissue injury, you've got to do an excessive motion test. Without excessive motion test, you don't know how much non-disc ligament injury you have. And there's a heck of a lot more non-disc ligaments to injure than there is discs. If you think you have a disc herniation, you've got to have the MRI. If you have a non-disc, remember, you can have severe non-surgical levels of non-disc ligament damage without any herniation at all. But it's rare to have a herniation without damage to these non-disc ligaments. Very rare. So I got to know that. I got to know that I, there's only three things and I got to work them up. And then I've got to do... I, I got to know what my guidelines are. I got to do good outcome assessment procedures. If I'm doing any kind of referrals, I got to know what I did the referral for, what the results were, and how it collaborated or went right into my treatment program. I've got to know what the permanency of these injuries are. I got to know. What, I got to document the effect on the patient's life, and I also have to document what the future of this patient is. This stuff is ridiculously simple, like ridiculously simple. Um, in our program called the Smart Injury Doctors Program, that's the hardest part I have to get to the doctors to understand sometimes is how ridiculously simple these things are. Once you get them, though, it's like it makes practice super easy. It makes your understanding of the injuries super easy. It makes your ability to get better results super easy. It makes your understanding of what you need to do documentation a lot easier. It makes your understanding of what you need to do and how easy it's going to be in deposition or trial a lot easier. So doctors, depositions do not have to be hard. If you're finding that they're hard, it's a good indication that you're not organized in your approach to the injuries and your approach to the documentation. And that's pretty easy to solve. But you have to invest in learning it. Um, because the thing is about a deposition is a deposition. I always look at it like, okay, yeah, I have to do a deposition and I've done a lot of them. Um, and I come out and it's like, okay, great. They're, they're very, very happy with the deposition. Good. I look at that and say, great. That's a relationship enhancer for me. Now, the other thing is I don't look at the facts I used to, but I don't anymore. Look at the fact that there's sides. When I walk into a deposition today, Okay, there are no sides. There's only clinical rationale. So I'm not a patient advocate. I'm not a plaintiff attorney advocate. I'm not a defense advocate. I'm not an insurance, patient's insurance or the at-fault party's insurance advocate. I'm an advocate just for clinical science. That's what I'm an advocate for. So my work helps everyone involved. It helps the plaintiff. It helps the defense. It helps the patient. It helps the insurers. It helps anybody because all we're doing 
is showing exactly what the person has and we're showing the consensus of it. And what I found is that that makes the whole process super easy. Doctors, I just wanted to talk a little bit about depositions uh, today on the podcast. If you have information you want to know, find out more about us, you just look us up at you know www.smartinjurydoctors.com. If you want to get more free information, we offer it as a Facebook private group called the Smart Injury Doctors Practice Building Success Network. Uh, you just go out there and you know get an uh, contact us and let us know you want to be a member of that. It's free and. As always, I hope that you got something from this, and I look forward to delivering more content with you on the next podcast. You've been listening to the Smart Injury Doctors Podcast, the number one audio production show for professionals in the U.S. injury market that want to deliver better injury services to the patients, clients, or insureds they serve. If you like what you heard today, please leave us a review, and don't forget to join us on our next program. 